everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And we are happy to be tuning in for another fun-filled episode of Brunch Party. <laughs> How are you feeling today? I am feeling, I feel like I'm still buzzing from the coffee that I had earlier. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, like static. I'm trying to get buzzing right now. And I'm literally drinking coffee at 914 at night. That's how bad I want to be up for this. I'm, I'm dying. Yeah. If it wasn't for the, I had the biggest, the largest um, coffee you can get at Starbucks. I had that earlier and I had three shots. Damn. No, yeah. that's crazy. I had pre-workout and then coffee. When I said I was typing so fast, I felt like smoke was about to come off the keyboard. I was typing so fast. I was like, ooh. Now, my heart palpitations were also going crazy, but you know, you know how it is. Yeah. That's how I felt earlier, too, when I was on a computer. I was like, everything was going like so, because I'd be on the phone and on the computer at the same time when I'm working, and my brain was like, ooh, <laughs> Yeah, it's been one of those days. Like, it's been one of those weeks where I'm just like, child, I need to go to sleep for like seven hours, 17 <laughs> hours. Same. Same. All right, let's get into the Fae 4, shall we? Yes, I'm excited about the Fae 4. The Fae 4 was inspired by a post that I saw on Twitter. Um, It was... The post said what was a was a cover song that outshined the original, but this isn't um like what outshines the original. It's just like our favorite four cover songs. Um, because to me, I feel like, well, except for one song, I feel like the originals still hold up. But you know, sometimes people versions, different versions of it just like, you know, take off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like that's disrespectful to be like, which one like is better? Like, if it wasn't for the first one, it wouldn't be the cover. So you can't even say that. Yeah, that's true. Even though one of the songs I have on my list, like, honestly, <laughs> the, the cover is way better. All right, let's hear it. So on my list, <clears throat> I have... It shouldn't be a shock or surprise to anyone, but I have um, Lana Del Rey, The Other Woman. Um, I love that song so much, and I think her cover is so beautiful. So it originally was sung by a singer named Sarah Vaughn um, back in the day, but it was popularized by Nina Simone. So I knew the Nina Simone version, and I thought it was the original, but... It was popularized by Nina Simone, and then it was covered by Lana Del Rey. So it's a cover of a cover of a cover. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Lana Del Rey was definitely the perfect. Obviously, she's not like the same as Nina Simone, but I feel like those type of singers are the best to have covered that type of song. That's like just so heartbreaking. So yeah, the other woman um, covered by Lana Del Rey is just absolutely one of my favorites. Um, the next one is Valerie um my um song covered by Amy Winehouse it originally was sung by the Zootons I, I never no even heard the cover yeah right I think because it was she really owned that song yeah I thought she about to say when Bruno Mars covered uh Amy Winehouse I about to say girl <laughs> hell I no man I know I barely like him as an original like <laughs> nah he okay he just he just be so he be happy feet but <laughs> Um, yeah, she really owned that song to the point where it's like, oh my God, that was a cover. Um, the next one is Woman's Work, um, cover by Maxwell. Forgot that one was a cover too. So the original was sung by Kate Bush. And it's crazy because it's called Woman's Work. Like it's a song like, you know, a, a woman, you know, definitely would sound phenomenal singing it. But the way that Maxwell covered it, I just was like, wow. Uh, he like put he really his whole whole gut into that song. He did. He really owned that song. Like I really felt like it was his own, his own song. He did a phenomenal job um, covering to that. Love and basketball for also making that song one of the most it was beautiful for more than one reason because yes. of that movie. Exactly. So yeah, his cover is just and I recently saw the video for the first time. Um 
And I was like, oh, this is so cool. I miss videos like this. Good video. Hmm. Um, and last but not least, Smooth Criminal, covered by Alien Ant Farm. Originally, oh, they <laughs> yes, originally, obviously, um, sung by Michael Jackson. Um, they did such a damn good song, a, a good job, like doing that song and making it their own. Like it was crazy because it's like a rock song, but they really ate that shit. Like when I was a kid, I thought it was like the original. Cause I didn't know uh, Michael, I didn't know that Michael Jackson at the time. But yeah, again, they made it their own. They the did it in their style. Cool. The video was cool, and it wasn't like corny. So yeah, those are my favorite cover songs. And honorable mention um, is uh, I set my friends on fire. They covered uh, um, Soldier Boy Crank That, and it was like they're a screen. If you don't know, they're a my, my set my friends on fire they're like a screamo band and they like were screaming crank that and they really ate that shit it was so good it was so good mm. so yeah okay gotta hear that love to hear it all right so let me get started with mine so the first one is going to be juicy by biggie like when I was watching a notorious, like, you know, the biopic on Biggie's life, they were like framing it like Puffy at the time. Let hmm. did let let um Biggie hear um the cover, the original version of Juicy, which damn it, I had here, but I lost it. All right, I'll find it. Okay, cool. So up. Juicy was um it's called Juicy Fruit, which is a 1983 song, which is also very good. Just like that song, Juicy Fruit, like sometimes it come on in my Apple Music on XY, and I was just like, <clears throat> listen to the original. So that was a really good song. But Biggie was like laughing, like, I'm not rapping to this shit. Like, it's no, like, this is so corny to me. And then he just, the, one of his most iconic verses, like, he just went in and went crazy. Like, that song is so fucking good not to mention like people have now have then like remixed juicy like keisha cole uh used it for what what is it let it go mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. so then yeah keisha cole then covered like you know sampled it in her song so juicy um the original song juicy fruit so good so 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 good um next it's going to be fantasy by mariah carey oh like, yes uh, yes that is amazing so Fantasy is, um, it samples Tom Tom Club's 1981 song, Genius of Love. And it was just, I think the 90s for me is when, is my favorite era of covers, uh, similar to what the dream was saying. I think it all started because like people couldn't really afford to have like their, this entire team create something brand new. Mm -hmm. So they would start to like sample things, mm -hmm. but they like really, really owned it. And I just... Oh, I love yeah, that Fantasy was so song. Fun. Old and Dirty I, Bastard, like, come on. That was another one where I really, I thought that was, like, original, like, really um, her song until I saw the video, the uh, Tom Tom Club video on VH1. But, yeah, that was so amazing how she did that. And, like, again, I always say, if you can listen to her, her memoir, she has a raw clip of ODB, like, saying like his favorite his famous line like new york and how it's like his raw vocals no music and i'm just like that's it made me feel like oh my god i'm in the studio while this is being created this was so good to hear oh that's also, so decent her husband was like very very like being very funny to odb like why would you put him on the track and he was like she was like i had my reasons or something like that like she says a statement like a real matter of fact statement and then just played his vocal so i loved that in that moment she kind of like stood up for odb a little bit and just was like no i knew what i was doing when i put him on the track Aww. um next Another a lot of Puff Diddy, Puff Diddy, a lot of Puff Daddy appreciation over here. Um, I'll be missing you, um, Puff Daddy and Faith Evans and One Twelve. The you know and the Bad Boys records like dedication to Biggie after he passed away. So originally that's like a country song called, well, it's like a rock song, I think. It's yeah. called like I'll Be Missing, it's by, I'll, it's called I'll Be Missing You by The Police. 
It was a 1983 hit song. Yep, that's... Uh, Sorry, it's called Every Breath You Take. I keep on getting him mixed up with um with Iman, David Bowie, Sting. I always get them mixed up. But yeah, that Sting was the lead singer of that yeah. group. And I mean, they ate that too. Like, I like the original one, but it's... I'll Be Missing You, when I was a kid, that would make me cry. It would just make me cry so hard. I just thought it was the most beautiful song I'll be missing you. And to in these days, like if I don't care who you are, if you listen to that song, you're gonna think about all your loved ones who've passed on and just like your heart's gonna be so full. Like that is a beautiful song to me. Like it's just it love is, it. And it's crazy to me, like again, Diddy is a monster, but like his ear is crazy. Cause like to think that, like to think that um like about rapping over that track or like and and Faith Evans like singing over that track like you have to have a crazy ass ear his ears definitely was crazy and he did it so many times like with Bad Boy like <laughs> so many many times like we can get into like I'm I would say the majority of everyone's favorite cover cover is probably something that Puff Diddy had Puff Diddy yeah that's what we're calling him Puff Diddy <laughs> he shouldn't keep changing his name it's hard to keep up with the time it is Puffy right that's why like you're gonna oh you're gonna give it to him at mm-hmm. some point you know um finally I love this is some this is one where I love the original and I love the cover equally. So Nature Feels by Frank Ocean, right? It was a it was like a song that I heard and immediately I love. Like that doesn't happen too often. Like you know how you hear a song, you like, what is this? <laughs> like, what is this song? Like this song makes me feel so good. It's called Nature Feels. And I looked, I was listening to it on YouTube back in the day, like 2012-ish. I'm listening to the song on YouTube and I'm looking at the comments. Like, I want to know what everybody else think. And somebody was like, oh, this is a such this is such a good cover of Electric Feel by MGMT, which I don't really know a single other song by that group. But when <laughs> I say that is like, I have a playlist um that's supposed to be like my life's playlist. It's like songs that just make me feel good and I want to be associated with me. And that electric feel is on that playlist because I feel like that's just one of the songs that plays in my head, like on loop. And same with Nature Feels by Frank Ocean. Like he just really changed the game coming out like as a as a black person singing about like nature and just like rolling around with somebody in the garden and making love in a garden. Like I'm like, absolutely. Yes. Thank you. This is what the fuck I wanted. Um, mm-hmm. Frank Ocean definitely woke me up with that one. I love it I so much. You you would really enjoy it. You would really enjoy it. Um, damn. As I'm closing out, I have to think. I have to give an honorary mention to, you know, Blood on the Leaves. You know, Kanye West. He and Jesus, like he he had the song Blood on the Leaves. He was actually covering um, Nina Simone's song in a way. I guess he more so sampled it. But to me, the way he used her vocals and then knowing what she was singing about, like back in the day, that's just one of my favorite. Like, I think that through covers and samples, we just don't let people's voices pass on. Like Mm -hmm. we keep Nina Simone relevant when we like keep sampling her stuff and like, her powerful words that she was singing about, like in the 60s, 70s, they are making sense in like the 2020s. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love, love, love that, y'all. Let us know your favorite samples um, because there are so many of them. I mean, say favorite covers. There's so many of them. Yes, yes. Please let us know. And also, because I, I'm, I love when I'm like shocked that something is it is like where the sample come from or like the cover come from, like um always shocked like I learned that something like I had posted Maxwell because uh, some people didn't know that that was a um that was a cover um as well because the way he just you didn't even want to look for the original the way he did it yeah it's like yeah. I'm, I'm fed what else do I need you yeah know? so please let us know please 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 um all right, so let's get into this toast for assist. This week we are toasting to Serena Williams, yes, again, because why not? She is amazing. Um, you know, Serena is playing in the final tennis tournament of her of her career. And mm-hmm. that just sounds so crazy to say because like I really feel like I've known 
Serena Williams as like a champion my entire life. And she's recently shared that she is evolving past tennis. She says she's evolving, meaning like she's not retiring. She's like, I'm not retiring. I'm I'm not retiring playing tennis because you can never retire something that you were literally born to do. And she was like, I'll never leave tennis behind. Like it's been a part of my life literally since before I was born. Born is my calling. I can't. She said, if I think of it like that, like I'll cry about it. Like she literally was saying like she cried about the decision. It wasn't until she realized she was evolving. Um, And she was just saying that she's feeling so, this was with her conversation with Meghan Markle on Meghan Markle's new podcast called Archetypes. Amazing podcast. I will not fucking hold you. She just did one with Mariah Carey too. Amazing. Good, good, good podcast. But she was talking to Meghan about just being looking forward to not having to perform so intensely mm-hmm. in her life and being a mother and growing her family. But boy, is she going out with a bang? Like, mm-hmm. I don't really understand tennis, but I know she just whipped some ass like in this game earlier that everybody was just like, wow, like she is just victory is hers. And I also like that her opponent was just like, it was a pleasure to get my ass beat by you. Like, Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, really it'd be like that. When somebody is an icon and you know that they put in the work and they work hard. It's like, I don't care. Like you beat me. Like this is an honor. The fact that you've got to play against you. Like that's an honor in itself. Like if Serena Williams beat you, you should be like, of course you did. Like that makes sense. Like this beat me. I would be like, wow, you whip my ass girl. How you doing? (laughs) Like, can I get an autograph? Like if she beat my ass, I was like, I I really do fucking get it. Like it's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely well earned. That's a privilege. I feel like. For Just sure. That's, that feel like, wow, she she killed that. She really did. So shout out to Serena. I'm so happy. She's young. <laughs> like, Serena's only 40 years old. Let's, <laughs> let's think about that. Like Yeah. And the fact that she can, like, well, she said she wasn't retiring. So the fact that she can, like, take a break at 40 and, like, still be good. Like, you know, that's, like, it's crazy. Her next match is against Venus. That be that be scaring me when they go against each other because I yeah, feel like that's uh, scary too. I feel like the rackets be on fire between the two of them. Like I think it's gonna literally be a hole in the rackets because I think yeah. that they they really are each other's only competition. Not that they only ever lose to each other, but I think that that both of them being the greatest to ever do it, scary. Yeah, that's a. Um- she really make me wish I was raised differently, but that's another story and another um, another show. But oh my god, yeah, I do wish my my mom and that was a little bit more like King Richard because that I would be wanting to do stuff and they just let me quit. Yeah, same. <laughs> like, why ain't y'all putting no fucking pressure on me? The, I used to tell my mom with the model all the time, and she's like, "I don't feel like." It. I'm like, "What? I could we could have been rich, mom. We could have." <laughs> but maybe. also, it's like. A twofold because again, like after reading like Jeanette McCurdy's book, it's like absolutely uh, you are like, right. It's like and twofold. I was thinking know? about that too. I was like, damn, I spent my whole life wanting my mom to like kind of be a stage mom, and then after literally hearing about what it was like to grow up with a stage mom, I'm like, maybe like King Richard. Literally, he was like nurturing his kids without ruining them. Because if yeah. he wanted to ruin them, he could have. Like it's a thin line between King Richard and Joe Jackson. Yeah, you know? it is. It is. And I'm hearing Joe Jackson wasn't even as bad as Jeanette McCurdy's mom. Jeez. That's fucked up. Yeah, because she, oh, Lord have mercy. Anyway, shout to Serena. I don't know how we, how we're heading in that direction, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about um that, that audio book once I'm done reading it. We can yes, like. Yes, yes. you got to finish it so you can. I'm going to be finishing it by the end of this week. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> definitely know. All right. Let's move on into tea time. So, who the fuck called Harry Styles the king of pop? That's, I'm, see y'all That's all, anything. It's these, so here's the thing. This is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that these publications be starting shit. Mm-hmm. Because I had no issues with, with Harry Styles. I don't. I think he's cool. I like him. Yeah. I feel like he's working. He's doing his thing. He's staying in his lane. He's pretty. He's wearing his, like, he just, he's giving us something. Is it for me all the time? No. But, like, I think Harry Styles is cool. 
I think he's a, I think he's super. That's how I feel. I feel like he's super and he's not really my business. Like he's not for me, but you know, you just can't hate on somebody that seems to be doing what they're doing well. Why Rolling Stone got to publish a art a a a article calling him the new king of pop. First of all, Rolling Stone UK. How do you get to crown somebody as the king of pop? When especially when the you calling him the new one. The quote unquote old king of pop was Michael the fuck Jackson. So Who's American. Like, huh? Who's American? So I'm like, how can the king like how can y'all crown? I feel like y'all can't even really crown. Like, yeah, y'all had the Beatles or whatever, but the Beatles was inspired by American music. So it's just like, I feel like that's really not y'all place to say that and like go there at all. Like, it's and just like, not y'all place. You didn't think about the cultural like friction you might cause like when the older the the former the no the king of pop was is a black man a black entertainer with more talent in his motherfucking left thumb than harry uh harry styles again like what harry styles was doing was cute but you cannot he don't dance he don't he's not contributing to pop culture in the way that like michael jackson was it's just like where do you get off? Like, why can't you just say he's talented? Why can't you just enjoy him? Why do you have to try to, like, dethrone somebody and put another throne on somebody else? Like, I just don't understand why the publications can't just let people enjoy it. Like, they always got to create something. Because it's like, you thought that you were being complimentary towards Harry, but now everybody's shedding light on how much he isn't that talented. Yeah, also, like, here's the thing. I don't hate Harry Styles. I just don't like when people try to dabble in queer culture when you're not queer and you try to get all the benefits. And then when somebody acts, again, you don't have to come out or whatever, but when somebody asks you something and you act weird about it and it's like, oh, like being, uh, you know, queer and LGBT, it's like, no, I just want to wear shiny pants or like, I just want to be like, because he was, people were saying that he was breaking gender norms. And I'm like, he's not really, though. Like, what he's doing has been done before. Like, people have done that shit before. And, like, Young Thug was, like, wearing a dress. And, like, you know, it's other rappers who, like, or people in general, like, before Harry Styles that have been doing shit that's, like, been breaking gender norms. And to just talk about him, like, he is um this, like, groundbreaking figure and, like, um breaking down masculinity and all that stuff because he wearing a fucking like bell bottom pantsuit where he be looking a mess um i just don't like that because like he the thing is again like you said it's been exposed that he's really not even that you know talented because the best singer um in one direction is uh zion that's how you pronounce his name zane 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 that was Same the, elite. And and I didn't even I didn't even follow One Direction. I didn't know anything about I just know that boy can sing. Ooh, so I can't wait to go listen to his his little hit that he had. Um, what's yeah. that joke called? I forget. I know what you're talking Pil- about. Pillow, whatever. Yeah, but he can sing. And I'm like, Harry Styles. Pillow is, talk. Yeah, pillow talk, that's what it's called. Harry Styles, I'm just like, he just don't get like it. Like New York said, you should have sat there and ate your food. And I think it's not his he personally fault. did. It's not his fault. I'm talking yeah. about like the people who like are trying to make him this like, you know, big old thing. I'm but like, they're not getting the raft. That's my thing. Like not that. I feel like it's sad because like like you said, Harry Styles, I, I'm looking at this article right here. He said, am I sprinkling in nuggets of sexual ambiguity to try and be more interesting? No. In terms of how I want to dress That's and what the album sleeve is going to be, I tend to make decisions in terms of collaborators I want to work with. I want things to look a certain way, not because it makes me look gay or makes me look straight or makes me look bisexual, but because I think it looks cool. And that's and more than that, I don't know. I just think sexuality is something that's fun. Honestly, I can't say I'm giving it any more thought than that. But my thing is, people it's should be allowed to do that. Like... That's some people if they if they're saying I want to I don't want to dress how I dress is not related to my sexuality I feel like that's fair you know that's really fair you re- in in real life 
every person should be able to wear a crop top and bell bottoms without a conversation being started about their sexuality because how you dress has nothing to do with it. It's these publications that are like creating buzz, creating stories, ignoring the folks who've done it before them. Like, honestly, David Bowie could have ended this conversation. Prince could have ended this conversation. Young Thug could have ended this conversation. We have Lil Nas X, who is actually actively doing this on purpose and in a way that does represent his sexuality. And could we could have that conversation there. But I just feel like I, I don't have a problem with how he dresses and I've been ignoring all the conversations about crediting him because I'm just like, th these are people who are just trying to get their clicks because of someone else's style, regardless of what their intention are, they're going to try to form the narrative in a way that can get them the most attention so that they can get advertisement dollars. So like, I don't necessarily get upset. I just get mad when these publications stir the pot and then the person is like the one that's targeted. I want to know if Harry Styles knew that he was going to be called the King of Pop. That's what I want to know. He probably did. He also did. I think it was the same interview. He said that gay, because he has a gay sex scene coming up in some movie. And he's like, um, I wanted to do something different because most male sex scenes, they're just two guys going at it and it's not tender. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. What are you going to do different, Harry? <laughs> I guess we'll see. What's gay? It, it, gen, it, generally speaking, gay sex is two men going at it. It is. Um, what are Maybe you he means aggressively. <sighs> I don't know. I look. I don't know. I just be feeling like. He is like, he doesn't irritate me personally, but I also be like, again, I stay, I don't be knowing what Harry Styles be talking about. I, I know just too much. Everything I know about electric him is against colors. My will. That's all I know is that he be wearing electric colors and big pants. That's all I know. <laughs> I'm like, and, it's and very ugly dresses. Very ugly ass dresses. And the thing is, I feel like I'm at my wits' end because I have everything I know about him is against my will. And for the past few months, like, it has been constant, like, on my timeline, like so much of him. And I'm just like, before I never knew anything about this man. And it's like the last few months, I know that he cheated on, uh, he was um, Olivia Wilde, um, a boo thing, which she cheated on her husband, the funny guy. I forgot his name. And um, on the he office? Said, he was on the office. The funny he guy. He was on the office? I don't think he was in the office. Yeah. He is a comedian, though. When you see him, you can be like, oh, that guy. Olivia, I think that's her name, Olivia Wilde, cheated on him with Harry Styles with this new movie that's going to shit. Why do I know this shit? He, the movie is going to shit. He said in an interview, they asked him about like his sexuality and stuff. He said, I have never been seen with anybody. Imagine cheating on your husband. <laughs> you ruined your marriage. And the person you cheated with said, I have never been seen with anybody. I'm not trying to be funny, but that's like, hilarious. again, not to be a Harry Styles apologist. No, but I'm not mad at him. I said, that's, hila that's yeah. literally hilarious. Because I'm like, Dad, you, that's what you get. That's what you get. You that's do. What that's you what you get. get. But I feel like I'm at, like, why do I know that? That's so weird. Yeah, girl, I'm like, why you know that? You be knowing a lot of white business. Really. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, stop. Like, I'm really about to start. Because I, I was heavy with the mute button. I need to go crazy because I'm like, I... No, I need to mute his name because I know way too much. Like, why do I know about that situation? Olivia Wilde looked like a cheater, though. She do look like a cheater. So I was definitely not surprised. In this movie, this new movie that he's in and she directed, it's like really, it's like curse. It's like all this crazy shit going on. Um, And I'm just like, I'm at my, I'm like, enough. I'm like, I had to hear about this. That's why some people just need to know that they just need to stay in front of the camera. And that's it. <laughs> Exactly. It was so much better when he didn't talk. Oh, wait. I was talking about Olivia Wilde. Oh. Because <laughs> yeah, in, my, in my book, Harry Styles don't talk. That quote <laughs> I read was the first insight I ever got into his mind. Yeah, she's she's a very pretty girl, but she got a sneaky face. Very sneaky. Very sneaky. I feel like girls with sneaky faces and skinny shoulders are cheaters. That's hilarious that he said, I have never been seen with somebody. Period. He hasn't. <laughs>
There's just certain people that I'm like, until you do something that pisses me off, I just, I just, it just not bothering me yet. Like you carrying your weight. And I feel like she was like, he, she was married, not him, you know? Yeah. I'm not angry at him. I'm just tired of like, I'm just saying. I'm like, why do I know so many Harry style facts? Why am I a Harry historian (laughs) right now? It's crazy. That's why I was like. I know I can talk about this because I'm like, I know way too much about him. Yeah, I don't know anything outside of like the fact that he just looked like he want to cover a Teen Vogue all the time. That's all I know. He need a new stylist though. Real bad. Real bad, real bad. But anyway, Mm -hmm. um, Harry Styles, you something, but you definitely not the king of pop. Sorry they (laughs) set you up like that, my bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Detective uh, Roland, sorry. I got the outline mixed up. And I said, Detective Sweeney. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> that's somebody. I know that's somebody on the show. I mean, on the show. Period. Yeah, Detective Sweeney definitely sound... We we are going to talk about Sydney Sweetie later. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's why it's there, just so it's not completely random. But, um, yeah, so we're talking about, like... We're talking about Law & Order, Special Victims Unit, because I'm sorry, that's the only Law & Order that exists. Yeah, I recently was watching Law & Order, like regular Law & Order, and it was just like, I'm like, I can't believe people watch this. It was so... I'm proud to say, I've never watched that. And I'm like, am I sick? Because I only want to see the Special Victims Unit. Like, is like something wrong? I just feel like the other one, I never understand what's going on. Yeah, same, because it's like any type of crime. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, I don't really like it. I don't really they they re they have brought it back. Like they they're redoing it right now. Um, but yeah, I just don't I like when stuff is a theme, and that's a shame that theme is special victims. But <laughs> like when something cause like there's one like law and order criminal intent. Um that makes sense because it's like criminal intent, like you get it, but like law and order is just like, oh, it's anything, you know? And it's just the characters that we fall in love with too. So you know, exactly. we got the Elliot. detective. Yes, because I, I the the detectives on Law and Order. I always I didn't like them like that. In the original one, the guy I always forget his name. I always get him mixed up with Vince Vaughn. He he was the Roach Man in um, I, Men in I, Black. I know you talk about from looking at him, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. he was a detective on Law, like regular Law and Order. So like for me, it was all about Elliot and Olivia. Like it was, it was Same. just literally that was the, putting them two together was just the greatest thing they could have done. Like they were mm-hmm. such a great team, and like Olivia, like Benson was able to hold it down on her own because. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing about black people: we literally call people by their the name on the show. <laughs> um, but the thing is, once Elliot left, I was I was like, oh, we're doomed. Like the show was over, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, I feel like definitely Detective Benson holds her own because I've she watched. She holds her own. I've definitely watched because um, I've watched recent episodes and I've seen her in motion. And I'm like, okay, this is definitely still good. Excuse me, sorry. With her um, on it, it's weird. I did not. Know, I never internalized that her name was Detective Rollins um, until you said Blonde. it today. Oh, yeah, the, the blonde one. Yeah, so I just was like, in my mind, I'm like, I heard that name, but I never internalized it until you literally said it today, um, that she's leaving. It took, she took a while to grow on me, actually. Me too, but I really liked her. Like, I will say, I really, Rollins was messy, and she was messy. She was addicted to getting the answers, which, oh, I love, I respect so much. She was so addicted <laughs> to, like, being like, you're going to tell me the truth by any means necessary. But she was also kind of sloppy. Like, she would do some things. She was just, like, spiced to show up from time to time. Yeah, yeah. She, de- But she definitely took a long time to grow on me. But I'm like, oh, like, it's kind of weird that she's leaving. Um, but They said she's I- leaving against her will, too. That's the worst Wait, part. what? <laughs> the fuck yeah it says kelly giddish um that's her real name she won't be returning to uh special victims unit and it's not her choice nor was it her decision oh that makes Um, me sad it was made by the showrunner david graziano according to multiple sources the svu shakeup 
was a call made from above with one insider noting that the company is always looking to keep the show as up-to-date and current as possible. Mariska Hagate, which is Benson, who is the, both the star and executive producer with Dick Wolf. Dick Wolf, man, he keep a job. <laughs> as well as at least one other producer pushed to keep her on the show, but the decision had already been made. So apparently it was about like, they couldn't compromise with salary. Um, and that's what really fucked up. Um, oh, that makes me sad. She left a statement saying, I wanted to address the chatter I've seen online and let everyone know that this will indeed be my last season on Law & Order SVU. Playing Rollins has been one of the greatest joys and privileges of my life. I've been so fortunate to be a part of the Law & Order family for the last 12 years. There yeah. is simply no other character on TV like Rollins. She's grown and changed, and I have as well. I started on the show when I was in my late 20s, and I'm grateful I got to spend so many of my adult years with Rollins in my life. So then they were saying that the showrunner... Um, yeah, the showrunner said you might take a moment to entertain the idea that things are more complex than they appear in a world of emojis and tweets. All I say is Kelly has handled this with the most incredible class. That's what he wrote. So it was like, so what is the truth? Is, yeah. Did you kick her off the show or not? Because if so, shut up. Exactly. Because like at first I was like, oh, I don't hear that she leaving. But like that makes me, because I thought she, it was like going to be like a clean cut, like something happened. She decided to go somewhere but like that, if that is true, that makes me like sad. If it's she crazy. Was, like, I'm sorry. What you saying? If she was like pushed away from the show, that's like sad. Yeah, you never know what to believe. You would really never know what to believe with these shows. But I do feel bad. She definitely gave us some moments. Like she was very messed. Like her life was a mess. I feel like in order to be like to get a story on Law and Order, like you gotta have some dysfun heavy dysfunction mm -hmm. going on in your family. Like one, both your parents can't be like present and like great. Like it's gotta be something. Yeah, with your parents. Yeah, she was. That's just. Head. like right. I don't I don't really know yeah I don't know what to believe I'm like at a standstill because he was like she handled it with such class and I'm yeah, just like he made that statement because apparently a bunch of angry fans was tagging him on social media oh I bet law and order fans like hardcore fan, like people that tune in religiously like to this day because like I, I drop in here and there but like people who follow that shit like to I know they're not playing. No, they're not playing. They got and it's a cult following to Law and Order. But I will say, if you if you want a lazy day, nothing will make you sit your ass down like a Law and Order marathon. Because yeah. once you get into one episode, they pull you right in. They yeah. pull you in. You just can't get walk away. Like everybody, you can watch it with your mom, your your grandma, your aunt. Like when we was when we on vacation, Law and Order is the only thing that everyone can watch and just be completely happy with. Is this still Which on Netflix? I don't know if it's still on Netflix. I it might not be because they have Peacock. Oh, okay, yeah. It might not be. Yeah, I remember when it was on law when it was on Netflix because I would go to sleep to it, which is actually really sick. But you know, <gasps> yeah, I would go to sleep watching Law and Order too. Okay, well, you know what, Kelly, you did that. You ate that roll up because, like you said, it's really hard to stand out on that show with yeah, Lynette and Elliot being like. Cause she definitely, so, I feel like she grew on me like maybe a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, she grew on. She she definitely grew on. And this is other like uh, detective when there. It's like a guy. He kind of handsome. He's supposed to be like a roughneck, you know. I know guy. exactly who you talking like about. Him too. Like he's yeah, like he grow. He actually grew grew on me like last year. <laughs> he grew on me because again, if I start seeing the characters like they, they do a good job of writing the characters in a way where they like are really advocating for the victims and that's mm -hmm. when I start liking them. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah, they really not playing about getting justice for people. Mm -hmm. So True. Shout out to the show. Shout out to Dick Wolf. You know. Alright, so another person is leaving a show and we're also, there are a lot of speculations about why um, but Bari Ferreira, aka Cat from Euphoria, is departing officially. And there were some <laughs> murmurs about this for a while now that she wasn't she wasn't happy, or there were people were creating like a beef between her and the show's creator. What's his name? Sam Levinston? Sam, I think, yeah. I think, yeah, that's it. 
Oh, <laughs> you guys know. It was, yeah, it's been a beef because she didn't like the way her character was um, going with, like, especially with, like, um, about to take, a um, like, an eating disorder route. Um, and just, like, she wasn't happy with her character. Like, and, uh, I mean, those things aren't pathetic, but, like, going in uh, the route where, like, oh, the plus-size girl doesn't love herself. She wants to change. Like, she wasn't happy with that, how it was going. Um, that's what, it was an article that I read last year, actually. That's why, like, her character was written like shit, barely had any lines. This, I know I said this was the last one, but no, this really makes me sad. Because, like, I really wanted to see Kat's character fleshed out. And yeah. I really wanted to see her get a win or, like, to see where she going. Like, that shit was so fucking stupid with the... I have terminal brain damage thing. Yeah. That was so fucking weird. Like, her I get it. Like, and her boyfriend out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, what? Like, I know that she's a teen girl, but, like, that shit was weird as fuck. Like, it, and it happened out of nowhere. And I was like, what is well, she going was on? such a badass during season one. Such a badass. I'll never forget that opening where it was like that Drake song was playing and she was, like, twerking it on the camera. Like, granted, that's not okay because she's supposed to be a teenager. <laughs> But it was just like, again, we want to talk about, we want new characters. We want new characters. And like, again, with Law and Order, they were saying, she said, there's no character on TV like Rollins. There was no character on TV like Kat. Yeah, she never confident, been like Kat. Like, I mean, she had her and moments. Perfect. She's yeah, perfect. But she's, but she's exactly. confident. But she's a popular plus size girl. Working she, through it. Working through it, like she dressed cute. She wasn't wearing like fucking Ashley Stewart. Like <laughs> she like was trendy. Like you know, even if some of the stuff she wore was like corny, um, it was like she was trendy, and it's just like relatable, exactly. And that was so important. And I'm just like that was so fucking corny. What was the entire character last season? And excuse me, if there could have been such a great story with her, like way more flushed out and if that was the case we wouldn't have to deal with this weird ass story with Cassie and Nate <sighs> it was something different cause that was fucking random I like the Cassie and Nate storyline I, I but feel like it made sense it was fun it was fun it to made, it, watch it boil over yeah it made sense um but then I was like then I'm thinking about I'm like wait isn't he like obsessed with jewels and all this stuff? I'm just uh, yeah. yeah but um <laughs> <laughs> that's like another because there was rumors um allegedly that um hunter and i don't know what the fuck his real nate. name is nate was a, <laughs> was how about say he a boy i don't know his name but um hunter and nate um they weren't getting along so that's why they didn't have like scenes together like that yeah. so i'm just like what Oh, yeah, it's happening? happening, but I don't know what's happening. Um, like, why would I know? But like, I just feel like something's <laughs> happening for sure. Something so, is happening, and I'm like, you, I'm like, y'all better behave. Zendaya <laughs> is getting her fucking Emmy. Like, I want her to get this Emmy. Like, everything is just going so chaotic. I'm like, everybody behave. Like, I'm sorry, Barbie. Like, it's not your fault. Like, you leaving the show. No, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, I feel like everything is just like. Like the boat is moving, and I'm like, come on, it's almost Emmy time. Like, come on, it's Zendaya. You know like, what though? I, everything I want, like, she probably gonna be happy regardless, but like, I just feel like everybody just stop. I can promise you something. Whatever we're thinking about, it's worse. Like, whatever, because like, that's something I've realized. Like, after like seeing how different industries work behind closed doors. It's way messier than you can imagine. I'll oh say that. God. But her um the departure announcement was on Instagram with this really cool picture of Kat. It says, after four years of getting to embody the most special and enigmatic character Kat, I'm very I'm having to say a very teary eyed goodbye. I hope many of you can see yourself in her like I did and, and and that she brought you joy to see her journey into the character she is today. I put all my care and love into her and I hope you guys could feel it. Love you, Catherine Hernandez. That was so sweet. Um, and then uh, she was... She, I found this other quote, which I thought was um, interesting because, again, it was, it was his name is Sam Levinson. Mm-hmm. So it says... 
through rumors, this is a variety article. Through though there were rumors, reliable source. Yep. Though there were rumors on set, tension between Ferreira and show creator Sam Levinson, including that Ferreira had stormed off set, which HBO refuted, the actor shut them down in a March interview with Insider, saying, I really think that fans are really passionate and do appreciate that because Euphoria was really impacted so many people. Sometimes things take on a life of their own and they're not rooted in the truth, but it's okay because I know it's just out of passion and out of curiosity and all that good stuff. And I signed up for that. So I'll take it. I'll take the good and the bad. So it's just like, so what is the truth? Is that like a PR answer or is, is he, does he suck? Like, I want to know. Yeah, because what is going on? Like, why is she leaving? The, and and also, that oh. answer don't sound like that's not what happened. It sounds like things aren't always rooted in the truth. It's like, but maybe you didn't like walk off, but did were you mad? Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Also, like, answers like that. It stressed me out when stories don't get an ending. Like obviously it's gonna be ended somehow, but like it's still not a clean cut ending. Um, and I'm just like, that's like post-traumatic uh, girlfriend's disorder because like, after watching Girlfriends and that ending was mm. terrible, I was like, oh my God. I mean, granted, it wasn't their fault because the writer's strike, but I'm just like, after that, I feel like I'm so scarred um, about yeah. like characters and like getting their ending or the like, happy ending or like just getting a clean cut story without all this explanation. Like, it's just <sighs> like fucking how they doing with Samantha and and just like that. Like, again, I like that show. I do. I like it more than I thought I would. But how they still try to... Because Samantha was a big part of the show. Like, you yeah. cannot ignore her presence at all. And so you have to talk about it. And the way they implement it is so, like, strange. Yeah, because it's all through text messaging. And... um. But she's very much like obviously other characters bring her up and it's just like weird because like I'd be like into the story. But when that happens, I'm like, ugh. and then my mind is like, oh, she don't want to work with them no more. Yeah. So it's like the just same. Just kill them off. You got to kill the person <laughs> off. I'm sorry. Yeah. You yeah. have to. You got to kill them off. Like, I feel like if, you, if we don't learn nothing else about Grey's Anatomy, like you got you to gotta kill them off, you know? Because or and one thing Grey's Anatomy did, one time they didn't kill somebody, but they had her like get a really awesome opportunity. It was mm-hmm. like prof- like uh, Dr. Yang. She, um, she got like this amazing opportunity to run research. And like mm-hmm. as an audience member, knowing how like, you know, passionate of a cardiologist she was, you're like, oh, I'm happy that she's going somewhere else Mm -hmm. to do this thing. And she wasn't dead. And there's an opportunity for her to come back on the show, which I think she did. I don't know. She might have just been mentioned or something, but it wasn't as weird. Yeah, that's not weird at all. Also, I feel like... Do something not weird. Exactly. Also, I feel like that is perfect for Grey's Anatomy because Grey's Anatomy, and I don't mean it's in a in a derogatory way because I fucking love soap operas but Grey's Anatomy is like a soap opera like novella style show and those type of shows people could die and they come back from the dead first of all I love that they shit they do not do that but they don't <laughs> they don't do that like, they, they don't do it on Grey's Anatomy no they commit to them being dead um, oh I love that I love that even more they commit to them being dead like when Derek um you know, but the hospital blunt. Somebody, I remember somebody was like, "Do I just show so long? It's so many seasons. Somebody need to blow that hospital up." And somebody was like, "They already, they already did. did. <laughs> they already happened." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "You got to try. You're gonna have to come harder than that." It's been a shooting. It's been blown up. It's been a plane crash. It's been all of this happened, and they still oh, stand it. No, that's funny as shit. Like that's so fucking. Funny to me, but it's just like I feel like with that show, like it's I feel like that's definitely cool. But yeah, killing her, I'm like, how the fuck? First of all, she's a teen girl. That killing all three tra- tragic as fuck. I just feel like if you're a good writer, you like. I feel like I'm be honest with you. If I left the show, I was like, I would be like, take me out of here. I want to go out Ned Stark style. Take me out in a way that's iconic. Like, yeah, know. that's the thing. Is she going to still be present and then leave? Or is it going to be like a Samantha situation where... I want her to get kicked just out. St- 
you start the new sh- you start the new season and they're just gone. I would it's so not like Kat, but I was like, ooh, what if she would like do something to like Nate that was so bad she got expelled? But yeah, no. Also, like, like her. her being expelled would be weird because we don't see no presence of faculty. That's facts. Like, are there any adults in that school? <laughs> like, I feel like if that if that happened in the third, you'd be like, well, why do they care now? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> all this shit that's been happening in high school. It's like, why wait till Lexi's play go on? But now they they <laughs> they put they blow the whistle at cat, at cat stands it up for herself. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that would be, but that's just like it's just. There's yeah, so a lot going on. It's 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 crazy, and that's crazy because we're going to talk about another Euphoria story. This, not a good <sighs> week for Euphoria cast members because I don't know the details of it. Apparently, Hunter liked a post um, that was saying something not in favor of non-binary people. So I don't know what I didn't see the post. I don't know too much about that. Um, can't speak on that, but. That it's just been not a good week because between that, Barbie leaving, and then people being upset that Barbie's leaving, and then people are like, oh, well, on Tumblr, she's used the N-word. I don't Yikes. remember that. She was pretending to be black, apparently. <laughs> I don't remember that. I do remember, I do remember she was on Tumblr. Um, but I don't remember her pretending to be black. Um so, just not a good week for the girls. And then to top it all off, what we are getting into next. Um, Sydney Sweeney. Con- con- yeah, Sydney Sweeney. Sw- Sydney Sweeney kind of took the cake for the fall for everything that was... Everything, if it couldn't get any worse for the girls, um, yeah, it just got worser. So, here's the thing, right? This thing happened with Sydney Sweeney, and like honestly, didn't blink. I didn't bat an eye. I was just like, "How this news?" Right? It was her response that got her here. Just mm-hmm. leave with that because I know people will be like, "Well, what if you know what happened? You probably yeah, gonna like, start." Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. How is she to blame? How is yeah, she to blame? So I know is... actually, no listener probably would think that. Actually, exactly. I, mean, I feel like the, uh, listeners when we put somebody in the sunken place, they be like. Um, like they start lighting their torches, like they'd be ready to hear it. But um, you know, just for just in case somebody who's not a bruncher stumbles into the group exactly. chat, like you just need to understand. We we thought this through. So and, um Oh, sorry. I was gonna say, I wanna say something before we get into <laughs> it. And because I had wrote it, I had tweeted out, but it didn't, I guess it didn't translate here to say it. When people okay, again, we were not mad initially, it was the way she responded. But I saw some, and I'm not going to put people on the spot, some white people were upset that people were upset at the situation. And I want you to understand, as a white person, if you are getting irritated, annoyed, that other people are mad about what happened, that looks weird on you. Because why are you mad that, you know, people of color or people who are like more uh, left are mad at the situation. Like, are you racist too? No, I think that, again, and we'll get into it. I just really think that a lot of people are at a point where they really didn't understand what they were getting into when they said that they were going to be like allies and they wanted to end racism. Like, I think that in 2020, when like the Black Lives Matter movement really blew up because of like all the shit that happened and because of the murder of George Floyd, I think that everybody was so emotional, but they didn't understand that this is a lifelong work. Mm -hmm. I think people thought that it was a, it was for the moment. And now two years later, and they realize how exhausting the work is even they are like I'm exhausted bitch you're white we're still this is what black people have been telling you for years mm-hmm. we've been telling you this for years that mm-hmm. this is hard it's exhausting but like people they just they don't want to hear that they do not want to hear that but I personally don't care about white like white people being like give me a break no way absolutely <laughs> the fuck not are you kidding me so yeah, what did you do, gonna do? What you're going to feel it more than ever before trust and me what did you deserve to get that break like you don't even like y'all don't even like okay you gave black people money for a week so what and you need to continue to give us money for the rest of your life like it's just it's not like it's it's never going to be enough if that if you're ever wondering how much can i give how woke can i get 
it, you should, you're never going to reach the finish line. Like fitness is a journey. Just keep going. And y'all keep on inventing new ways to be to racist. Be, to be systemically racist. And also like, I think that, okay. All right. I'm just going to get into the story because I can, we can go forever. So Sydney Sweetie, a.k.a. Cassie, a.k.a. Dumbass on Euphoria, right? She plays the dummy on Euphoria. But I like it, to be honest. Like, I always, I was into it. She's one of my favorite characters this last season because I'm like, she's a hot mess. She gives us good tears, like big tears, like, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm just having fun with it. I, I was really actually happy with her come up this last year. So when I saw this story circulating about, like, at her mom's 60th birthday party, there were, like, people wearing, like, you know, Blue Lives Matter shirts. Um, there were people with like MAGA shit on and yeah, make, said, 60 make great sixty great again or make sixty sexy again. Something make make sixty great, great again. again. It was yeah. yeah, make sixty great again. Yeah, so it was just this whole like really intentional like oh this is our culture racism like this is our culture and we're embracing it we're at a 60th birthday party with blue lives matter shirt on do you know how dedicated to that shit you have to be to have like that type of like because you knew pictures was going to be taken you you knew pictures are going to be taken and like for me like as a celebrity i would be like oh i don't want y'all come on like can you not put like not put that stuff on like Honestly, I probably wouldn't even be there because if my family was going against my beliefs in that way, like I'm that type of person that's like, mom, I'm going to take you out separately for your birthday. I'm not going to be around that bullshit. But, you know, people are different. So Mm -hmm. when I first saw it, I'm like, "Hmm, don't surprise me that a white person from Idaho has uh, a... She's from Washington. She's from from Spokane, Washington. Anyway, she's from Idaho. (laughs) And it do not surprise me that somebody from Nebraska is wearing it. Like, it just don't surprise me. Mm -hmm. So... I'm just like, okay, whatever. It was her response. Yeah, her response was crazy. It was, it was like, oh, no, 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 y'all. This ain't, she ain't playing on the show. She's not acting. She said, you guys, this is wild. An innocent celebration for my mom's milestone 60th birthday was turned into an absurd political statement, which was not the intention. Please stop making assumptions. Much love to everyone. Happy birthday, mom. What? What are you talking about? An innocent celebration was turned into an absurd political statement. Talk to your uncle and your grandpa. It really your, was your, political. Your, your your had, and who got those hats made? Make and I know she probably had that hat on and not in a picture. Make sixty great again. That's where do that come from? Trump's make America great again. What did Trump? What was Trump? He was the president. What is a president? A political figure. Like, it's really... Blue lives matter? Like, do you exactly. understand how polarized this country is right now? That it's is like, a political it, statement right there. Sydney. Baby. Y'all made it political. Sydney, wake the fuck up. We are in America right now in 2022. Shit like we are the most... polar. We are probably more polarized today... We haven't been this polarized since the 1960s, okay? Do you, like, and this is just my thing about, like, how I think, personally, white people think they control the narrative. Mm-hmm. They think they are the gatekeepers of what is serious and mm-hmm. what is not, yep. right? That's what white supremacy does. Mm-hmm. And her white supremacy says, guys, this isn't that big of a deal. But yes, it is. It and is. What's, big of a, what's a big deal isn't actually controlled by me or you. And it isn't controlled about her. It's controlled about the masses and how the masses felt. If it wasn't that big of a deal, nobody would be saying shit to you. But exactly. the fact that people are, is be- that, what does that mean to you? Exactly. Because like Blue Lives Matter, what is that piggyback and all Black Lives Matter? And you think that cops is a, a, a you're, you're saying a cop's life is way more precious than, a, you know, an innocent Black person's life. And you're saying that because people have been, you know, heavily anti-police because they have been violent towards black people. Police are so not like, getting attacked. Blue lives matter. They, never yeah, needed it to blues, exist. That's not a thing. Like that's it never not needed a to thing. exist. Exactly. So, first of all, she was not too long ago. She was crying about not making enough money because um, I forgot. I think streaming is not is, is no syndication in streaming. That's obvious because we can watch it anytime you want. So the pay is different. And she was saying, like, I can't afford to take since six months off because I wouldn't be able to afford my house or whatever, blah, blah, blah. On oh, some rich probably. people shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm like, and you're probably like, that's probably cat. But anyway, 
Because I, sorry, like when, when certain white people be like, oh, I'm broke, I really don't believe that shit. White people will say that shit to get away from like paying taxes or buying you lunch or some shit. But anyway, she was crying about that. And I'm like, you talking about money, you're about to fuck up your bag. Like, <laughs> you're trying to fuck up. I mean, it's not going to fuck up her bag because she's a white blonde girl. But I'm like, yeah, she the type of person that I am, like... I would have, because first of all, I know she probably paid for a lot, most of it for that party. Um, I know like she come from some money, but she probably put most of the money down for that party. I would have had so much fucking control over that shit down to the colors of the shoes that people wore. You can't wear this. You can't wear that. Nobody's, don't post that picture. Post it if you're going to post it, post it your close friends. I need to see who your close friends. Like, I would have been on some shit like that. Um, because her dumb ass, people went, the, since they saw that picture, they went to her brother's Instagram. And her brother's Instagram, they found a post of his, her brother posted a picture of an Asian baby that was wearing a Make America Great Again hat. And his, the caption said, cutest baby ever. Yeah, it's just like, girl... I would have respected you more if so you said really nothing. So she's really dumb. I would have just respected you more if you said nothing. Yeah. But what you said was the your version of the politically correct way <laughs> of endorsing those beliefs. And it's just like, look, at the end of the day, I'm not the type of person that will be like, I'm not watching you for it anymore. Because if, <laughs> if we knew the truth, if we knew the real truth about people's beliefs, we wouldn't be watching shit. We wouldn't be supporting shit. It would be hell. Oh, it's, it would be. I was watching this girl TikTok videos the other day and I was enjoying her content. I forgot I was black. I forgot she was white. <laughs> I just liked what she was posting. Child, I swore, I think I she pinned. I swore I saw a little mega head. I looked the other way. I saw I ain't see shit because I'm not trying. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying it. It's funny something like that happened to me. This girl I saw, <laughs> she like um, was a she a mechanic and she wore long nails. And people was like, oh, how you do that with long nails? And I'm like, oh my god, she's a queen. Like she got long nails. Mechanic goes to this bitch TikTok. Why the fuck she a white girl and she had Brock's braids? And people was telling her she looked a mess out wearing the braids. And she was like, you're being racist towards me and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Like, you can't, shit. you can't enjoy shit. But she, the um again, and when I saw that, I was like, oh, I can't fuck with this girl. Because she getting smart with black women and being like, you're being racist towards me, a white one. I just but can't. I can't. Exactly. So those are the type of people I've like, but like Sydney Sweet, like again, I'm still gonna watch you for it, but that was weird as shit. And I'm like, she is definitely as dumb as her character because she didn't have no control. Like when I tell you if I'm the breadwinner and I got my career is on the fucking line, y'all better show the fuck up at this party right, okay? Huh. Please, my mom already know. But you know what's so funny? I think about the time when my when it was this article saying that Beyonce got into a car accident with her. I don't know how true the story is, but it was like a little minor car accident with the guy. And the guy said that like after the accident, she disappeared and was like, <laughs> I can't be seen. <laughs> I can't have my name attached to this. <laughs> like, I feel like Although I can't confirm that this is the truth, I think it's the truth, and it's some shit I would do. But like, I'm the type of person that'd be like, got a blast. Look, you're safe. Everything good. The car's in your name. You handle it. Let me know if you go. I got to go because the press won't eat this up if I'm involved. Mm-hmm. Like, the press won't eat this up if I'm involved. Exactly. And I feel like people don't be protecting their reputation like that. So, again, exactly. possibly a made-up story, but the, the way people, people just don't be careful enough. Like, you crying about your bag being fucked up. You're crying about the fact that you're not getting any money. You're crying about the fact that you can't afford your house. A damn lie. <laughs> but anyway, you know, if you really wanted more money and you cared about your reputation, why would you be associating yourself with, like, anything MAGA? Like, baby, are you watching the news? <laughs> like, he's going Mm-mm. down every day. The Mm-mm. FBI is finding, is unsealing a new document. You know? It's just, it's just absolutely... I feel like we live in a country where everybody acts stupid and then they make everybody else feel crazy. Yeah, no, you definitely acted dumb. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Child. 
Anyway, I can't wait for Euphoria the next season to come <laughs> on. It's yeah, so good. see what's happening here. Yeah, let's see. Let's just hope that they overcompensate with like the drama outside of the series with some <laughs> more drama on the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, y'all, we're gonna we're gonna get to wrapping a little early today. Your girls are sleepy. We're so sleepy. And I felt like this was just a slamming show. Like I really yeah. loved, I really loved all the things we talked about. Yeah. Um, we want to give a special shout out to a listener who will remain anonymous, but <laughs> we will just share that this person shared a wild ass story. Yes, when I tell you this, Tyler Perry couldn't write this. He wish they wrote us saying that <laughs> there it was a family member who intruded on them, right? Stayed with their family for weeks. Everybody wanted them to go. And when they left, they had an urge to gossip about the family to other people. Mm-hmm. And then they decided to come back. It's, I'm, I'm really watering down the story. It was a lot of details. Yeah. But they decided to come back because they needed uh, like a, a kidney. A, a kidney. A kidney? Yeah. So it's like, you don't talk shit about us everywhere else. Now you demanding a kidney. And everybody <laughs> said No. They're not getting it, one. It wasn't a match for them. Well, some people said some people. Some of the family members was like, "You're not. I, we're not a match." But the other family members was like, "It's just a no. Like I'm not even going to see if we're a match. Yeah. You are hell on wheels. Like I don't want to deal with you." Mm-hmm. Well, this uncle was like, "You know what? Fuck y'all anyway." Because somebody in India said that they was going to give me a kidney. <laughs> Long story short, he went and got the kidney and he passed away. And everybody in the family just was like, "Damn." Yeah, they was like, well, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Fuck it. And they had a laugh and they kicked back about it. Sometimes it be like that. We always say, act right while you're here. So, you know. You know what that story told me? That email told me that somebody was listening. Because me and Sabria asked for mess. We asked for drama. We said, send me the most unhinged things. so chaotic. Yeah. So chaotic. And then they said at the end of the story, like, they was getting into something, and it was like, "Oh, that's another, that's another story." Like, what? To us. You got, you need to write a book, baby. Yeah, cash out, <laughs> cash out. You and, need to write a book. You know who you are. Yeah, I, I be having crazy stuff happening in my family. Like, it'll be like a, a, a occasional tussle from here no, and there. You need to write but a book. That, that was a global affair. Like the whole, the story, like it involved. Y'all like, was in Canada. Yeah. And then you went to India. India. Somebody and then religion a- was involved. It was just, oh my, oh my gosh. It was, that was crazy. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I didn't even know. I want to know. I, I mean, I, you, you're pretty good with getting back to us and updating <laughs> us and stuff. How, I don't understand. I thought that when you look for kidneys, it's like local to like wherever you are. Um, oh yeah, I forgot you did say that he wasn't a Canadian citizen. But where the heck I didn't know you can go to camp I'm like, I mean to India to get like, you know, the ki- uh, kidneys. Like that's wow. That's nuts. But that hey. is nuts. That's very nuts. Wow. And it's absolutely insane. But the whole point is Thank you for sharing that story. And you all, if you have some like really spicy, crazy stories to share with us, we're always here. We love the drama. We love the tea. Um, make sure you email us at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram at um, blackgirlbrunch. On Twitter, Black BLK Girl Brunch. We're on Patreon for the folks who want to support. Also, yes. you can find me on Instagram at imamate. You can find me on Twitter at it's Mate and Sabria. Add Frankenfem underscore on Twitter and it's Frankenfem on Instagram. All right, that's it, y'all. That's the show. Bye. Peace.